everyone, welcome back to the MPPA alumni series. I am your host, Wartha Siraj. The OPS consists of various ministries, one of the most well-known being the Ministry of Children, Community, and Social Services. Today, in this episode, we will be speaking to Aisha, who will talk to us about her experiences within the OPS and how the MPPA program uh, enhanced her skills in order to succeed in this line of work. Aisha, thank you so much for your time. I hope you're doing well. Let's start with a bit of your background. My name is Aisha Simpson, previously Aisha Dagellams, and my background coming into the Masters of Public Policy and Administration program at Ryerson University was uh, two undergraduate degrees. I obtained my first undergraduate degree in life science with a minor in psychology, and then I obtained my second undergraduate degree in sociology. Uh, so I figured that a good way to combine both my life side degree and my sociology degree would be to do a master's program where I could focus on social policy. Great, that's a pretty solid background. What were your expectations coming into the program? Uh, when I got to the MPPA program, uh, it was great. Uh, it was a lot different than what I had experienced during my undergrad uh, at McMaster but the professors were very thorough in their um, syllabi and it was very clear what the expectations were of each of the students. Um, through the course of the year, uh, I took coursework, which helped me learn more about public policy. Um, and also to, near the end of the program in semester two, there was an opportunity for me to write a master's thesis, which was a really great experience. Um, and I got to do my own independent research. And as well, it came with a co-op placement program, which was really a really incredible experience. And I really thank Ryerson University um, for that opportunity. That's so nice to hear. And what have you been up to since graduating from the program? Since graduating from the MPPA program, I spent in 2015, I spent the last five years in the OPS. Um, I started in the Ministry of Education as a program and policy um, advisor, uh, working on the inclusive education strategy back in 2015. From the Ministry of Education, I moved on to the Ministry of Health, where I was a program, or sorry, a policy analyst working on uh, health equity in Ontario. Um, after my time in the Ministry of Health, I went to the Ministry then of Children and Youth Services, where I worked on, as a policy advisor, I worked on um, policies pertaining to children and youth with special needs and the special needs program uh, in 2016. From since 2017 till now, I've been in the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services, working in the program policy implementation branch where we support and develop programs and policies that support um, individuals and adults with uh, developmental disabilities in Ontario. And would you say that this program specifically helped you with your career path or uh, were there other programs that you were looking at? The MPPA program helped with my career path in a number of ways. The first is by providing a lot of information about policy, not only in Ontario, but public policy in general. Uh, it provided information um, that helps us make linkages between um, 
the work that we did in class and what how it could be applied in the real world. Um, the MPPA master's thesis was also very helpful because it allowed the opportunity not only to do ind independent research but also um, discover other areas of policy um, in Canada, do jurisdictional scans, which is what people do in the OPS, Ontario Public Service, um, regularly as they start to develop uh, varying public policies and programs and initiatives to support Ontarians. Um, and I give the most credit to the MPPA program for the co-op program that they have. Uh, that opportunity was truly a foot in the door. Um, they gave us the opportunity to apply to the OPS co-op program, which really um, provided an expectation of how other OPS interviews would be going forward. So as part of the interview process, we had to develop um, presentations and answer questions as they pertain to the division and the branch and the unit that you were applying for. And um, those of us that got the opportunity to work in the OPS as part of our co-op programs really found it a very uh, rewarding experience for sure. Can you speak in detail about some of the roles that uh, you have in this position? Uh, some of the roles that the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services have vary. There's policy development, there's program development, there's implementation, um, there's collaboration working with uh, policy, there's a lot of work with engagement. It's not just policy and program development and design, there's a lot of different type of aspects um, that uh, come together in this ministry. And because it's now children and adult that come have come together. There's a lot of cross ministry collaboration, which is which is really great. That's really refreshing to hear. And I want to dive in a little bit deeper uh, about your current role right now. Uh, what are some tasks or projects that you work on on a daily basis? Typical day of work for me. Um, it's very busy where I'm at. Uh, right now, I'm a senior project coordinator at the Program Policy Implementation Branch. And a typical work day, um, we have a number of various files that we uh, support um, uh, it, where we're supporting people with developmental disabilities, a lot of work around connecting programs and policies with the people on the ground. We work really closely with the regional offices um, to support people with developmental disabilities, uh, try to bridge the gap between all the research that's out there and practice. So taking the research that's been developed and actually putting it into practice on the ground as well. So a lot of ongoing work to support people with developmental disabilities, a lot of engagement, a lot of cross-ministry uh, collaboration um, to enhance this work. You previously mentioned that before this position, you already had experience working in the OPS. Is that correct? Uh, I did work in the OPS prior to my current position. So like I stated, I was um, a co-op student in the Ministry of Education where I supported work for the inclusive education, uh, in the inclusive education branch and um, uh, supported the inclusive education strategy. 
So far, my experience in the OPS has been very pleasant. I've got the opportunity to work on a number of different projects in different capacities. Um, I've gotten a lot of stakeholder experience, a lot of policy development and de design experience, uh, communication experience. I've worked closely with uh, the regional offices. Um, I've worked very closely with our assistant deputy minister's office, worked really closely with the provincial budget and rolling that out as it pertains to developmental services. Um, so my experience in the OPS has been, has been very grand. I have a lot of different experiences that I've taken from the various jobs and positions that I've held and always been able to um, implement what I've learned in my previous position in my current position and the good thing about the OPS is there's always room for development and leadership is very encouraging and really supports um, career development and, and career growth as well. Sounds like you know all the ins and outs uh, regarding the OPS something I know uh, a lot of students are interested in. Do you have any reflections or advice for uh, new students into the program? Some reflections that I'd like to share about the MPPA program with current and future students is definitely what you learn in this program is going to help you in your career, whether you choose to do policy design, program development, implementation. Um, and I can only speak to my experience in the OPS, but everything that I learned in my time, during my time in the MPPA has been directly applied during my time in the OPS. Um, the fact that we had uh, OPSers in residence was a really, really good connection. It's that OPS staff member that comes from the OPS and does a semester in the MPPA program. That's now that person has become part of your network. That person can vouch for you, uh, can become one of your references. That person can provide you with information on the OPS as you continue to navigate, um, as you continue to navigate your time uh, in the OPS. I really appreciated all the support that we had from our OPSers and residents. Um, the readings, you're you're gonna definitely have a lot of reading to do, but it's all worth it in the end. Uh, everything that you learn in the program is gonna be applied to the work that you do. Um, also, one of the professors, Janet Lum, we had to do um, policy papers, like briefing papers. Everything I learned in that class was directly applied when I had to do my first briefing paper in my interview for the Ministry of Education co-op. So take notes, Pay attention because what you learn in this program will definitely help you in your career. It was an amazing program. If there's something you wish you knew before coming into the program, what would it be? Uh, some things I wish I knew before coming into the program. Um, I was pretty well informed about the program. I mean, I did a lot of my own research. I knew it was going to require a lot of reading. I knew it was going to be a lot of, you know, hard work, dedication, of, especially because the program is only one year. It's a lot of information to take in in a really short period of time. And um, the independent study, the MPPA master's thesis, was a lot of work it's a lot of research it's a lot of back and forth it's you have to connect with your with your supervisor and your second reader um so i kind of wish uh i had managed a lot of my time a little bit better uh during the beginning part of the um, of the writing of the of the paper but because i was so new into my co-op i didn't really 
put that much time into my uh, NPPA paper. So after the first month and a half, I realized that there was a lot of ground to make up. So advice that I would give you is work a little bit on your paper. If you're doing the thesis, work a little bit on it every day, even if you're doing um, a co-op. If you had to pick a few unique learning experiences that contributed best to your career development from the program, what would you point out and why? It's 100% the co-op and the writing of the briefing notes and the briefing decks. Uh, Janet Lum's class, um, we did briefing notes, we did briefing presentations. Uh, that was really helpful in my OPS career. And then I did a course with uh, Donna Ratchford and uh, she's a previous uh, assistant deputy minister at the Ministry of Tourism, Culture and Sport. And she had brought different people from the OPS, from her team uh, into our class that would give us real life experience and real life uh, perspective. Uh, those were very, very invaluable experiences. I know Ryerson and this program specifically does a great job with networking and uh, to help really kickstart making connections. Are there any memorable events for you other than coursework? Uh, a memorable event I had from the program was probably uh, when all of our classmates were applying for jobs at the same time. Um, it really created a, a very unique bonding experience where you know we all have the same end goal. We're all there for the same reasons. We're technically all competing for the same jobs, but we were all there to support each other. Um, it was a really nice bonding experience. And, and the, the program is relatively small compared to what you experienced in your undergrad. So definitely a great opportunity to meet uh, a lot of amazing people and um, form really long lasting relationships and friendships. And going back to your position, I know you've moved around in the OPS uh, quite a lot. What are some skills that you believe are needed no matter where you go when it comes to public policy or research? Uh, research and policy is the groundwork of everything that I do. In order to develop policy, you have to do the research. You have to do those jurisdictional scans. You have to see what else has been happening in other sectors, what's currently happening right now in your sector, how can that be applied to yours, what are some of the transferable pieces that work, um, that have worked in those sectors and how can it be applied to yours, what hasn't worked, what are some of the best practices that you can take away. So research is a huge component in policy development as well as program design and implementation. Um, a lot of policy development is taking some of those best practices, leveraging it and, and creating ways in which you can make that, that work move forward in a, positive, um, in a positive way. I vividly remember during orientation, all the professors and the alumni were speaking to us about how important networking is and seeing that you were able to move yourself up as a co-op student and now as your uh, current position, you it seems that your networking skills really contributed to your success. Uh, would you say that the program uh, has emphasized this skill as much as it needs to? Networking in my career it has been very important and this program certainly does emphasize it. Like I'd mentioned before, having those OPSers in residence, staying at, at Ryerson University, teaching those courses is a really good way to start building your network. Um, and advice that I give 
um, like my friends and my family when it, like networking is everything. When you meet up with somebody, when you have an, a coffee with somebody to talk about opportunities, always leave that meeting with at least the names of two other people so that you can be connected with them as well. It's all about expanding your network. It's all, it's all about meeting new people because you never know when somebody is looking for someone informally and based on hearing from a third or fourth or fifth party, that person can easily just be tapped and then there you go, you have a job. So as soon as you get into the OPS or any um, job that you land in after your time in the MPPA, start making those networking connections right away. And I remember when I was in the Ministry of Education, um, I would literally go on the internal uh, website and just look at manager and senior analyst names in areas that I was very interested in and just reach out to them, just send them emails and say, hey, um, I, your work looks really interesting. Do you have some 15 minutes to chat? I'd love to learn a lot more uh, about that work. So network, network, network. And when you can't network anymore, network more anyway. So networking isn't just solely just networking, right? It consists of a lot of other skills that go hand in hand uh, with the ability to network like communication skills, uh, maybe presentation skills, the ability to really promote yourself. Would you agree with that? Definitely. You need um, great communication skills. You need to be able to write things in a clear and concise way. Um, everything pretty much you learned in undergrad about you know, long, long essays and papers and all that, like in the, in the government particularly, it needs to be clear, it needs to be concise, it needs to be right to the point because directors, ADMs, ministers don't have time to be reading pages and pages and pages of analyses. Just get to the point, um, you, need, you need to get that done. Um, so communication for sure, being able to present your findings, again, in a clear and concise way. Uh, PowerPoint, we use it all the time when we're communicating ideas and visuals to a variety of stakeholders, be them internal or external. Um, also policy development and design, having like some knowledge when you first enter the OPS, which you'll definitely get. Um, from the MPPA is definitely a good skill to have knowing you know what the problem is who the stakeholders are what are some of the considerations as you move this work forward um, that for sure as well is something to consider um, technology especially given this uh, time that we're in with COVID-19 like the ability to use technology uh, in an effective way is going to be very important Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Office these are all technological pieces that we use on a day-to-day -day basis um, as part of our work in the OPS and definitely something that you're going to need. The ability to do research and analysis is another skill or other skills that you need um, in the job like being able to prove uh, a point that you're trying to make when you're trying to put a policy or a program idea forward uh, and also stakeholder engagement skills like it doesn't necessarily have to be external it can be internal like how do you engage with your colleagues how do you engage with people in your branch in your division and then that eventually will lead to your ability to engage with external stakeholders as well so relationship management for sure is a really big one too because you're always working with people uh, the work isn't isn't seldom done in isolation um, on your team. People may be working on different files, but it's always important to look at the bigger picture. And 
and the program was helpful in developing these skills for sure. I mean, when uh, the OPSers in residence and our other professors were teaching us and telling us, they always did tell us, you know, interpersonal skills are good. You need to always remember to be clear and concise when you're doing your work, when you're writing your essays, support your research with hard facts. Um, we're going to be using this tool because this is what you're going to be using in the real world. Like I feel like the MPPA really prepared us for the real world. It's really that practical um, experience that you don't necessarily get in undergraduate study that really prepared me personally for my time in the OPS. And every time um, people want to have informal conversations with me about how I got here and my journey in the OPS, I always give a lot of credit to the MPPA program because quite frankly, I didn't know much about policy going in and I felt relatively comfortable starting my co-op um, in the Ministry of Education because of my experience with um, with the MPPA. And I still have a really good relationship um, with one of the OPS um, in residence. I still ca uh, keep in contact with Donna Ratchford and ask for her advice and keep her informed of what's going on with me. And it's very, very important to have those, um, to have, you know, people in your network. So of course, we all know the OPS welcomes students every year um, to learn from co-op placements, uh, specifically Ryerson students, as there seems to be that unique uh, relationship between Ryerson University and the OPS. Uh, are you seeing any co-op students uh, in your current work environment right now? My workplace actually does have co-op students. Uh, we've had two since I've been there. I've been in my current branch for three years now. And since I've been there, we've had three co-op students and two summer students. Um, I think it's probably the same way in which uh, the Ministry of Education had uh, gotten me on board. I think there's a relationship that the, the university has with particular branches in the OPS. And so um, people who are looking to get into the OPS through that co-op program would probably just have to follow um, uh, follow that protocol and that way to get in. That's great. It's so good to hear from somebody uh, inside the OPS to share their experiences. I'm sure uh, current or future students that are looking forward to working in the OPS can definitely benefit from your experiences and the advice that you have to uh, provide us. Thank you so much, Aisha, for uh, taking the time to share your experiences. I'm sure it's very appreciated uh, through all the listeners. These answers were helpful and I wish everybody in the current MPPA program and future students all the best of luck. Thank you so much once again. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe and be healthy. Ciao. Well, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and uh, learned a thing or two about how it's like working in the OPS and what kind of skills are needed for this line of work. Uh, as you may have seen in other episodes, there seems to be a consistent uh, set of skills that are needed when it comes to networking, communication, briefing notes. So it's all really the same general skills that are needed across all sectors of uh, workplaces. It could be private, nonprofit, government. You will need all the same skills uh, anywhere you go. It really comes down to how you promote yourself and how you're able to use those connections and relationships to really move yourself up. Uh, with that, I would like to end the episode. Until next time.